Welcome to the 357th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on October 8th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man whose body is made up of 42% sodium, Carlos Rodella. Because I'm salty. Salty? I thought you were saltine for a second. No, I'm just salty about a couple of different topics that we'll get to today. And man, oh man, it's a lot of salt. All right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, it's interesting because I've had a pretty mellow week. So maybe maybe this week I'll be the happy guy and you'll be like the crabby guy. We can flip. Hey, I like it. I like it. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, folks, we've got a big show today. Plenty of games to talk about. Lots of stuff. But as per usual, we're going to uh, kick things off with housekeeping. As uh, everyone knows, Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. His side, my side, things are a mess. And we're going to tidy up right here and right now. It's housekeeping. Carlos, what is on your side of the room, sir? Well, uh, obviously, uh, Epic had their layoffs, and we didn't talk about that yet, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, no, I don't No, we didn't. And uh, Naughty yeah. Dog laid off some people, too. Yeah, so a bunch of companies, uh, lots of layoffs, and yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything to say about it. It just sucks, and it is like when you have these massive companies, you have massive layoffs because there's so many people working on huge projects. Um, yeah. But Epic, they just print money. So I just don't understand how they would have to cut corners yeah. ever. Well, you know, I talked about this briefly in last week's show, the one that you were you were away on assignment for. I, I went into a little diatribe at the beginning. And it was, you know, I was basically like, there's no excuse that people have to get hired and fired and laid off the way they do. Because, like, a lot, you know, not every studio is huge. Not everybody, you know, is a, a billion dollar company or whatever. But a lot of these bigger companies, when you hear about the layoffs, you're like, what the fuck, dude? It's it's ridiculous, and I think uh, one of my main points last week was I think it's high high time for people in the video game world to get a union going. Everybody else is getting oh. union. It's making big changes. It's really helping the lives of people, and it shows that you know people have power. Like you know you can't have a business without the employees. And to see all these people get laid off, I mean, a lot of my friends actually got laid off in this past uh, in the past two weeks, and it's just really fucking depressing. One of my good friends. Um, I will not name them, but they know who they are. They're also a fellow He-Man collector. And you know I collect He-Man. They're dear to my heart. Uh, they're in some real trouble uh, because of the layoffs. And so they have to sell part of their collection. And that, to oh. me, is like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I feel my heart goes out to them. Well, now I'm, I'm sad I missed the intro to your um, last episode. I should go back and listen to that. Sorry. I'm being you a bad You should listen to every show host. that I do on my own. I listen to chunks of them. Except you just happen to not listen to that one. I didn't listen to that fishy, part. real fishy, buddy. Okay, I will uh, take all this out of the podcast because <laughs> I don't want to admit defeat and that I'm a bad podcast friend. Um, but here's the deal: like, yeah, I just think that when you're making so much money, it's like, where are you allocating that money? You know what I mean? If you can't oh, pull yeah. off um, paying your employees, and like you said, the unions makes so much sense because. In this industry, when you're working and giving like literally your blood, sweat, and tears um, to a company, and then just they can so easily be like, and it's over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when the, when they can't do that because of a union, that seems like you know a lot more stability. So yeah. Well, here's here's the bottom line for me. Here's the bottom line, and here's I think what's wrong with America because America's fucked up right now. All right, now you're going back to the salty, but all right, salty going, times oh, too. I can't, I can't stay off the. I love the no. sodium, dude. I do, I do. But here's the bottom line. I think that. 
most companies in America, if not all companies, and I'm talking about private companies here, they exist. They should exist to support people. They should be like, we're setting up this company. We're selling a product. The money from this goes to supporting our people. We should give them comfortable standard of living, job security, benefits, provide for their future. Like it should be for the people, but instead we're all about it's for the profits. It's for like the CEO. It's for the stockholders. And if these people who are doing the work for us get fucked along the way, who cares? They're disposable. Get rid of them, hire and fire, lay off, whatever. It's fucking backwards, dude. Like companies should be a place where people can like make a life and make a living not the other way around. We don't give our life to support the fucking CEO. It's it, this shit is backwards. Which actually is a good segue for something I was going to mention at the end of the show. But Super Pumped is a Netflix series that just uh, released. Actually, it's a Showtime series that released on Netflix. Oh, but okay. it's about I have not heard the, of it. I have not heard of it. It's about the creator of Uber. Um, oh, okay. And a lot of what you just said, you know, is in that kind of story of like. All the shenanigans that go on in corporations, you know. Yeah, and yeah. It's not really about the workers; it's about like making the profits and blah blah, blah for their investors. So, yeah. Anyways, the world's fucked. Uh, and welcome to a video game podcast. Hey, we're talking so, about video games. Not that you could tell. I know. I'm gonna nix this whole part of the podcast. No, this is good, dude. You gotta kiss this good. Keep okay, it. and here's another salty thing, though. Okay. Yes. Um, and it's kind of you know it's game related for sure. So I do my TikToks on um, Glitch to the Ground. Yes. Follow me on there. And, you know, me just playing video games wrong is what I call it. But sometimes I'm just playing and doing some weird things. But I found um, an indie game called Wire Lips or Wired Lips. Is it Wire Lips? Uh, I think it's Wired. It's a horror game. Is it the one you're talking about? It's kind of like a... It's not really a horror. It's kind of creepy. Wire I think, Lips. I think it's... Okay. Yeah, Wire go, Lips. Okay. Go Anyways, it. it's an indie game. And uh, I was just walking around the game. And the character goes up to a mirror. And you can see... The character in the mirror mm-hmm. and you can see all the background and everything and i'm like wow that's crazy because there's so many games including starfield cyberpunk massive triple a games that just don't have any mirrors yeah you know, they have that weird texture or like in mafia like they have those weird blobs that appear yeah so yeah, it yeah. looks like a person but not really um and so i just you know made this tiktok and i was like hey look an indie game can do it uh why can't these triple a studios do it and of course, whew, I got a lot of comments. Uh-oh. Um, but it's funny because, one, I was like, this is hilarious that I'm getting so many comments about mirrors in games. But um, it's because of how I posed the question. So, so many people came back and said, like, you're fucking an idiot. You don't understand how, how video games work. <laughs> and I make video games, and yes, I do. But um, they're like, it takes so many allocation of resources, blah, blah, blah. They can never do that. So then I looked it up on YouTube, and in mm. Unity... Yeah. At least in Unity, it's very easy to make a mirror. Like, it doesn't take a lot of these resources that you think. Um, in other ways that you can make a game, you have to, like, do like make two maps on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And so that would be, like, insane in a game like Starfield or Cyberpunk. But there are other ways to do it. So I just bring it up because I got, like, it's just so funny how easily you can scratch the surface of someone's opinions online. Yeah. And then they just, like... like freak out you know and their hairs go up and they're like well actually exactly Um, so it was funny just to watch that just play out like tons of comments like hundreds it's funny you mentioned that because i actually saw a little uh, clip i think it was on instagram or something like that where it was a developer they were talking about tricks they used to do back in the day and i forget what game it was but they were like oh yeah we totally pulled off reflections on ps1 and you know they're like oh everybody thought that was impossible but he's like okay here's how we did it 
And it was really funny. Uh, and it really shows the creativity of some developers where it was like the character walks up to a mirror, they look in the mirror, and instead of an actual mirror mirror, like reflecting the true background or whatever and doing all the, the computations and yeah. light reflect, it was like they just made a mirror image of the room the character was in and they put it it behind the mirror so when you were looking in it looked like you were looking behind you but actually you were looking through a window into a reverse image of where you were uh. and they put a reverse image of you so you were looking at a clone of yourself so there was no reflection but it still looked completely like you were looking at a mirror and he's like yeah we did the shit on ps1 like that was no problem right it's just yeah. it's all about creativity right it is and someone in the comments said like yeah silent hill had it <clears throat> So that that might have been what they were talking about. It right. could have been, but yeah, yeah. So it, you know, it doesn't have to be a true light refraction surface and all this bump mapping and whatever, whatever bullshit. You know, you, you get around and do something else, man. And also, people were asking me in the comments, which I already replied to, but what you know, why does it matter to you so much, and why does it matter to people? And yeah. I go, it's immersion. Yeah. Because if I'm playing this game for a long time and you want me to be in this world and the the only mirror I walk up to or like the only set of mirrors I walk up to, they don't work. Like that's not the world. You yeah, know? it feels Yet, weird. It just it takes you out of it. And plus, then again, I did my research and like there are very easy ways to make a simple camera that doesn't like duplicate the map and do all the things that they said in the comments. Yeah. Um, and you can just like look at that one specific area and not load in any other information. Right. So anyways, I think you can do it. And I still stand by my statement. But it was just funny to to make one quick TikTok, like 15 seconds, and then get like a gazillion comments about it. Yeah. So people yeah. care about mirrors uh, one way or the other. Ah, oh, Jesus. People ugh, people care too much about the wrong shit and not enough about the right shit. So. Well, okay. To finalize the salty on that. <laughs> yeah, my main frustration was just that not that we're having a debate because that's why I make you know videos and right, stuff. Right, I right. like people talking. But it's like that it's first it's negative right like every comment first on the internet is first negative well, you're a dumbass yeah. yeah you're a dumbass for everything and then it gets into a debate especially when i reply which i've talked about on the show before the minute the creator replies they're like oh oh okay well maybe i'll talk to that person and not just be like swearing you know uh so they do reply to me and we have a debate finally but it's just crazy that the first thing is that you know how about we don't start that way? Don't start that way. Yeah. And then lastly, in the uh, TikTok world, I just made one also and put it on Reels, uh, Cyberpunk off the map. You know how in Cyberpunk... Oh, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, I jump off the map all the time. And this one was much trickier in 2.0 to get over that wall, but I did. And in that area, I found this huge chunk of like like a block of sand. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it looks like... It's like a, a tower or something, like a building of sand. Um and there's all these things like a black hole out there and stuff like that. But it's just fun to to do that still. And um, I'm still doing it. I don't know. I just love getting outside of a map. There you go. Go see a giant block of sand. Go check it out. Um, and what else? Uh, Tainted Grail has an update. Do you remember that game? It's like Skyrim. Taint, what? Tainted Grail? That yeah, I played it. I talked about it on the show. It's like Skyrim. And there's not many games like Skyrim. And it's by indie developers, and they just updated it, and it's supposed to be really good now. So, was check it bad out. before? It was so buggy that it was really hard oh, to play it. Gotcha, gotcha. And then like uh, there wasn't a lot of skill progression, and just it seemed like the bare bones. So I'm just bringing it up because I think people should check it out. I really enjoyed my time with it, even though it was buggy. Hmm. Um, so if you're like want a Skyrim itch, you know, and you want to get that. Uh, going and it's not Starfield. 
um, Tainted Grail does that. It's yeah. There's a yeah. lot of good stuff in that game. All right, excellent, excellent. Um, I've just got a couple things here. If you don't okay. mind me taking over here, yeah. Um, first, just a quick mention that Dredge, which is one of my absolute favorite games this year. I know we talked about it. Seems like 19 years ago, but it was actually like in January or something like that. Mm. Uh, Dredge is the open world boat game where you're in a boat and you drive around between these islands and you do a lot of fishing. You do a lot of side quests, but there's also some Lovecraftian stuff in it. That game kicked all kinds of ass. Uh, Definitely one of my favorites this year. You will be hearing me talk about it in December. Um, They did a couple of free updates to the game and they added some stuff and it was just like pretty minor stuff. It was like paint your boat a different color or something like like what that's not what it whatever it is it was just something like whatever no big deal Uh, but they finally have a big er content update and it's an official dlc it's called dredge the pale reach it takes you up to a polar region there are different monsters i don't know how much story is involved i'm not sure if you're just fishing for north pole fish is there is there more monsters i'm not sure exactly the trailer that i watched was kind of vague on that uh but the Price of entry is, I think, $6, and it's coming out on November 16th. Hmm. So just in time to get people to get back to Dredge in, uh, you know, right before awards awards time, goatee time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's coming out soon. I'll check it out for sure. If it's just like fishing, um, I probably will skip it because I kind of like the integration of story and everything. But if there's story to it, I'll come back. So, But anyway, regardless, uh, Dredge is awesome. So check that out check if you haven't. Out. The only other thing I have was we got an email from superfan Elio Capitelli. Uh, love Elio. They they write in pretty often and they say uh, the only th- it was a brief brief email. Uh, just said that the they like the new quote unquote format. I don't know if it's format, but the quote unquote new format with Carlos taking random stabs at the intros. So that oh, seems to be a go. big hit with the people. Yeah, I, I didn't do it this time. Um... You can't so, do it every time because then it gets old. We got to keep yeah. it for like special moments. But every time you've done it, you've got some real good reaction. People dig when you are uh, doing these intros. Let me do the intro to our video game segment. Okay. Well, no, no time like the present, my friend. Uh, oh, before we do that, there's one last piece of housekeeping. I just oh, okay on, on my PlayStation, <laughs> and remember how we talked about uh, those kind of I don't want to call them crappy, but like super cheap. And sometimes and often crappy games that oh, are yeah, in the store, like garbage like. Uh, Whatever the, I know what you're talking about, like like Pogo 19, and there's like Pogo 18 and Pogo 17 right beside it and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I played one of those that I liked actually. Weirdly enough, um, arcade style basketball game just came out called International Basketball for five dollars. Okay, did you buy it? I'm on the cusp. <laughs> um, but the point is, it looks just like PlayStation One graphics, and I don't know who this is for. I just I don't... don't get it. I don't get it. I think it's for people. I mean, uh, I, I look at half the games, not just in PlayStation. This is this is to everybody. Xbox, Switch, everybody's got these like shovelware games showing up, and I think they're just like impulse purchases. Like when you're in the line at the grocery store and you got your list, and you got everything. You got your zucchini, you got your beef, you got your orange juice, all your healthy shit, and you're standing in line and you're like, oh wait, there's a there's a little Kit Kat right here, right as I'm waiting to pay, and I'm standing here. I should just get it because I'm standing here. I think that maybe it's just like an impulse thing. You go in to buy your 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 God of Wars or you go in to buy your Gears of Wars or your yeah. other of Wars, any of the Wars games. And then you're like, well, I'll just get international basketball while I'm here. It's only five bucks. And we did talk about that, how that back in the day, they would have that that type of game next to the counter. Yeah, right when you're waiting to check pay. Check out. Yeah, that's right. You get fast driving. 
Well, here, you, golf, tennis, tennis, yeah, tennis. Which I bought tennis. I know good I tennis. tennis. Yes, yes. Um, so real quick, this is the uh, explanation of it. Real quick, the description: Show your skills, moves, and fakes in this fast-paced, authentic basketball game. On defense, steal ball from your opponents, and on attack, score two or three-point shoots or dunk. <laughs> Hold on, main features. Main features: single match with top AI game. Really? Wow. Yeah, the top egg. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That, and we talk about Bing and ChatGPT. No, no, no. It's all international, international basketball. International baseball. Yeah, b- basketball. Basketball. basketball, basketball please. Whatever. Uh, Olympic tournament games, local two-player games, full 3D. Really? All right. All, all, all full 3D. Full 3D. None of this bullshit half 3D. None of this 3D, half 3D. Yes. Which we've been reviewing games on this whole Too time. much half 3D these days. Fucking They're dumb. cheaping out. Realistic okay. animations, real basketball stadiums, ambient sounds. That's all one sentence. Intuitive controls, sounds. time to enter competition, exclamation point. Okay. And hold on. Download. Download. Yes. I just Let's bought do it. it. Did you, oh, fuck. Did you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, this is for the podcast. Bring it back to the show next week. We will do it. I will. That's going next week. On international and basketball. now that we're done with that horse shit, time to talk about video games. <laughs> Brad? Oh man. You know, I was gonna I was gonna start the show, but I think instead I'm having a last minute change of heart. Let's let's kick it off with you, Carlos, since that okay. intro Carlos? got me so pumped. Yes, Carlos, that's you. What, did I say something wrong? Did I not say Carlos? What did no, I say? I'm saying I'm introducing myself now. Oh, okay. Tr- try yeah, again. Now Good. that we're done with the horse shit, let's talk about video games. Carlos? All right. <laughs> I love that you threw it to yourself. That's great. Uh, you're playing a first-person shooter with some Lovecraft stuff uh, called Forgive Me, Father. This one came out on PC a while ago. It's been kicking around for a little while, um, or maybe it was just the previews or, or the the early access version or something. I feel like I've seen this game for like a couple months now, uh, but I don't know much about it other than first-person shooter and Cthulhu. So why don't you fill us in a bit, Carlos? Carlos, yeah, give it to l- Carlos. Thank Carlos. you. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, Carlos, would you take over? Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Carlos, and I play video <laughs> games. So um, I always, you know, we don't do any research, so I'm literally typing into Google right now when this game came out. Oh, I'll Google it. I'll Google it. Well, I just looked. It's you April it? 7th of 2022. Okay, I knew I've seen. I, I knew I've seen this game around for a while. Okay, yeah. So, but it just came to PlayStation and I think Xbox. Both. Yes, Xbox I think that's right. Yes. So, okay, so that's how I found it. Um, lots of times that happens. By the way, um, it works. You know what I mean? It's a new game coming across the, the the store. Oh yeah, that that's fair. I mean, hitting a new platform to me counts as a new game. So. Oh, and they usually do some updates, right? Like they'll oh yeah, they'll tweaks, clean up and stuff. Yeah, fixing balance. Yeah, that's 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 all good. That's all I good. like the art style. So this is a first person roguelike. I generally don't like roguelikes. Um, wait, no, it isn't roguelike. It's just a straightforward thing. But like you, you do die a lot. So I feel like the rogue. <laughs> it feels like a roguelike because you're yeah. dying all the time. <laughs> it's like it's like it expects you to to eat shit, but like keep going. You know, it's not right. like you uh, restart the whole world and it randomly generates something. It's like now you're going through this game and their story, but it is pretty fucking tough, and it it wants you to just you know kind of fail a bunch. So first person shooter um, with melee and range weapons, mainly it's shooting, okay. uh, different weapons. But you do have um, some swords and stuff like that. Of course, I immediately go to those. Of course, uh, you do run out of ammo, so there's kind of like some you know crappiness in the fact that you could have a great shotgun, but if you don't have ammo for it, you got to switch back to your pistol. 
And it looks, the art style itself is very, very cool. And that's my main reason I picked it up. It's all like still frame, like simple cartoony animation mm-hmm. in first person. So 3D, but with 2D plane, right? Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Um, and even like every animation itself, including yours or enemies, it's like, how, how do I describe it? It's like um, not fluid. It's not like international basketball. Not as good as that. Fluid. There's no way it can no. compete with that. But it's on purposely like only a couple frames of animation when they move. Does that they're make kind sense? Of, yeah, they're kind of going after the old like Doom style animation, right? Where every monster had like three or four frames. Is that yeah, what they're for? yeah, yeah. Like, and then there's that cutout art style too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, the whole thing just feels really good. It's super fast, um, but fluid, and and I felt like in control all the time, and I didn't feel like. You know, what do they always say? Like, if I lose, it's my fault kind of thing. Right, right, right. Like, I didn't feel I got cheesed. Um, it just felt really fun. And I, I am still playing it. It's just, it's one of those games where you can't put it down and not have to pick it back up for a while. But it's got Lovecraftian vibes. Uh, and How what does is, that influence uh, the gameplay? Like, or do you have a tentacle gun? Or, like, do you, like, how does, what's the Lovecraft well, elements that's, here? That's funny you should say that because the, the knife that you have that you find early on has, like, a I think a weird serpent or monster around it. Okay. So everything just feels like it. Like monsters you find, the worlds you're in, uh, the art style. It just it definitely does have a good Lovecraftian vibe to it. Um, and I need to read the story because I didn't even look at the story because it just went in and started killing things. So I tell you, there's not a lot of uh, exposition in the cutscenes or anything? Not really, no. Um, they called it retro horror comic book style. That's pretty good. Okay. All right. Um, why is there no description in their Steam page of what the game is? <laughs> it just says it's a stylized Lovecraftian old school FPS set in a comic book style world. There you um, go. I guess that's all you need to know. That is all you need to know because I really don't remember any of the story bits. Um, I just think it's fun. I'm quickly telling people about it because, yeah, I think on console it feels really good. Uh, on my TV it looked amazing, you know, like just sitting on your couch and if you want to play like a Doom type game. But with Lovecraftian stuff, this is it, you know? Uh, right. I, I don't think anything was really bad about it besides some of the difficulty, but I got over that. Like, it's just, like, really good save system, too. So you go around a corner and you're, like, you, it's saved, so you don't have to worry if you died, you know, the next thing. Um, I think it's really fun. That's all I'm saying. Check it out. Cool. It's fun. Check it's it out. It's not really about a story. It's just about, like, do you like that vibe? Uh, if you like that vibe, this is what this is. There you go. Forgive me, out. Father. Check that out. Yeah. All right. Um, I got an email from a developer. I believe they're in Japan, um, and they wanted me to check out their game, so I said, sure, I will do that. It's called Freak Crossing. Uh, it is clearly a, a spin or a spoof off of Animal Crossing, um, playing it on the Switch, uh, and... I don't want to be unkind to anyone, but I do have to say I did not have a very good time with this one. Um, it's It started off on the wrong foot where I got the code and everything was in Japanese. I'm pretty sure it was Japanese. And I'm like, oh, uh, is this a code for the wrong region? Am I, what's happening here? How come I can't? No, they just uh, didn't change it for the North American market. So I had to kind of stumble my way into the menus and choose things until I found the English. So that, you know, whatever. Whatever. My life didn't end. It was okay. But it was just kind of like, a, okay, well, this is how we're starting. Okay. That's, you know, got it. All right. 
Um, and the rest of the game kind of followed suit, honestly, though, because you start the game and there's like one line of dialogue. It's like, uh, your uncle was the mayor of this place and he's dead. Now it's up to you to take over because that's how mayors work in general. So you show up to this town and it's pixely 2D graphics, but you're in kind of a 3D space. Very Just imagine like Animal Crossing where you're walking around kind of a flat plane. And you know how Animal Crossing is that weird cylindrical world thing where you're like where you're where you're at right now looks fine but the distance looks like it kind of rolls off into the horizon or whatever yeah like a mini planet or something yeah exactly mini planet this is a good way to describe it it looks like that so basically they're kind of taking a lot of cues from animal crossing you get there and then you just like immediately start talking to people um there's no like there's no like warming up to the game there's no walking you through it you just get off the train and then you just immediately are like People have problems and you're just talking to them right away. And they all feel very just like super random. You know, it's like the first guy you talk to is something like, oh, my wife's cheating on me. Help. Help me find the proof. And I'm like, what? What? The, what? Or, you know, it, that's not exact. Whatever. It's something along those lines, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is like, oh, help me. Whatever. Fix my store. And you just like talk to somebody. And it's just like really random. Everybody says something completely random. And I'm not even sure if you even have a house or something like there's no there's none of the systems or at least I didn't see any of the systems. It felt like all I was doing was walking around talking to these animals and they would say something completely like non sequitur, just like what like like you threw a dartboard at problems. Right. And whatever it was, that's what came out. And then you just walked around and talked to people. And I was like, it. it's like it's like a. A very fun, like, hey, Game Jam, look what I did in the last, you know, look what I made real quick. It's a gag, you know, like a gag game or like a really funny thing. But it didn't seem like um, structured in a way that would make me want to play the whole thing. And once I played it for like 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get the I get the joke. Like, you're, you know, it's a riff on Animal Crossing, but I didn't feel like there was a lot more to it so it, it it burned the joke out pretty quickly and i bounced pretty fast so okay so i have two questions yeah. one or two statements one okay. they should have sent this to me <laughs> they should have <laughs> sent me the code um we got a different preview probably because i i like this idea and i like the art and it feels like earthbound a little bit and it's well the I'm randomness seeing. for sure the yeah. randomness yeah so i think this is a carlos game and it's not a brad game just gonna put that out there all right Secondly, it says there's a temporary village head, which means... Yeah, that's you. Right, right. But then it says um, the game features multiple endings, blah, 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 but only one save slot. So your choice will determine the fate of the villagers, blah, blah, blah. Disabling the save load feature aims to provide a unique gaming experience with each save. I don't even get that. Uh, maybe it's like uh, you can't, uh, maybe you can't load. I, I don't know you what You can means. only have one save. I think they're saying like you don't get to go back. You know what I mean? Like Probably. your story is your story. Probably. But I mean, not, and again, not to be rude or unkind, I don't mean that, but to mean in real talk, you have to kind of care about the story first. And I know. I didn't I'm even, just, you know. You yeah. Know. But I'm saying I might. And I, I that idea um, that you didn't get to probably because you didn't, you know, keep playing. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't hook me right away. That's kind of cool to me because then you don't ever go back. You know, it's like, this is the story. Well, you know, I could probably get you a PC code because you. Uh, I could probably get you a PC code. I oh, bet. I Steam bet I can... code would be amazing, actually. All right, let me let me make an asterisk. Look at this. Uh, We're like changing a real time a review real time, in real time. All right. So uh, to the developer, I believe their name is Kefka. Uh, thanks for sending this over. Yep. It was not my jam, but Carlos is very excited, <laughs> and I'm going to email you after the show, and then maybe we can get him a PC code, and he'll be. 
singing its praises next episode. You never know. You never know. Let's let's see. Let's check it out. All right. That is Freak Crossing. Not my jam, but very possibly Carlos's jam. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, speaking of stuff that is your jam, High on Life, which I know that you were a big fan of, mm-hmm. uh, has just released or recently released a DLC uh, called High on Knife. I see what they did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know anything about it. Uh, you want to fill us out on High on Knife? I'm assuming there's a knife. There is a knife. It's uh, His name's Knifey, and he was in the original uh, game. And I am just triple checking now that it's out. <laughs> oh, shit. Even though you, you I talk, said it I'll, was. You talk, I'll check. It's probably fine. I think it's out. Um, well, I just want to tell people if they're listening to this that they can go get I'll, it. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Uh, High on Knife is the DLC for High on Life, which is the Squanch Games uh, game. Now, I have to put an asterisk next to this because Justin Roiland, that's his company, or it was. And he was the voice of, you know, obviously a million things like Rick and Morty and most of the characters, a lot of the characters in the game. He's not in this game, so... If anybody's really still freaked out about him, um, he's not in this DLC. October 2nd. We're good. Yeah, okay. So you got that? No Justin Rowland in this game. Got it. Cool. Got and it. then uh, they added uh, one of my favorite people ever, uh, Sarah Sherman from SNL. Uh, she is now one of the guns, and she's actually the first gun I think you get in the DLC. So that's cool because I like her in general, and I was like really surprised to see her. Um, in the game and then knifey you know knifey was in the original so he comes in and talks about a lot of stuff you know stabbing things he likes stabbing things that's his job um so what is the dlc um i have a slightly disappointed oh really take on this okay the dlc is you are on okay before i said the dlc preview review i think that what they did is you know Justin, the Justin thing, it has to be talked about. Like, the minute he's out of the company, that's game development problems, right? He's part of the game development. I don't know his involvement. And and to be perfectly frank and just transparent, I, I know there was a hubbub about it, but I don't know all the ins and outs of what was going on with him. It's but. just, all I'm saying is that his voice and his improv was a huge chunk of High End Life. Got you. Like the right. creative creative spirit behind it, basically. Yeah, and the, and the funny, like, jokey parts, right? And so Joel Haver and a bunch of other people I love, um, and Tim Robinson, stuff like that, there's so many other people that were part of High on Life that were funny. And that was, I'm not taking away from them because they were incredible. But when you take that away and then you go, hey, we, we want to put something out, um, and I don't know how much development time they had, it just feels like this game, this DLC, is like, not finished and i don't know what they were what the direction was because all it is is mainly you're just in a new place like a planet area and it's this place where all these slugs are like actual slugs Mm -hmm. and it's sandy and like salty like it's a salt planet and slugs hate salt they're like you know it kills them which explains why they would be there (laughs) yeah but they're also like sick all the time so they just keep like sneezing on you which isn't uh, it was like uncool nowadays, right? Like just in this general era yes, of yes, society. Very, exactly. So it felt weird that they were sneezing on me. They don't ever stop. Like everyone always sneezes on you. And then it just wasn't interesting. Like I was just walking around this salt planet with all these slugs doing side missions for them, but I didn't care. And then the jokes weren't as many, you know, there. 
and I like Sarah's bits, but then at and I and when I saw this preview, I thought it was going to be just a, a horror thing, right? High on knife, and because it's coming Halloween soon and stuff, I just thought it was going to be like a creepy horror thing, which I would have loved that, just like a corridors and corridors of creepiness and jokes. But no, you're on the salt planet with slugs, so I was like, what is this game? Hmm. And then there's a final act. This game's only like what five hours long or something. Okay, okay. I didn't beat it, but like there's a final area that is like inside more and like a boss type thing. But then I'm like, what is this game then? That's all it is. So I loved high in life. Um, and I love some of the stuff that's still in this DLC, which is like the improv funny characters saying funny things. So if you want more of that, yeah, that's what this is, but it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know what this is. It's a really short, burst of more of high on life but it doesn't have justin and you know you could take it or leave it for what shit he's been up to uh trying to put that aside you know his personal bullshit but it's just not as interesting well i didn't play high on life and i'm not familiar with justin or personally or professionally uh, you know i have never seen rick and morty or anything like that so i can't comment on that but it just you know i think that your point about when you've got somebody who is the driving force behind a project or behind an ip and when you remove that person um again not commenting on his particular situation or anything just in general uh yeah i mean it can really have huge huge effects if not just completely kill a project if you don't have the person who's who's believing in it, who's pushing it forward, whose vision it is, you know? So, I mean, kind of makes sense with what you're saying. And also it's called high on knife and stabby had, you know, or, um, is his name stabby knife? I don't know. Knifey. Knifey. He has like, you know, stab jokes and stuff like that. But if it's all, if it's called that, I thought there would just be a lot more, you know, like creepiness. Right. Again, if you look at this teaser, I'm looking at the teaser and it does look like a horror. Like he's in these hallways and stuff, and it's like, it looks creepy, like uh, Five Nights at Freddy or something. Was that not in the game? I think that's the very end. Oh, okay. Just and the very end. So I'm going to get to it soon, and I'm like, oh, cool. I get to get to this creepy part that I thought was the whole game. So maybe it's really just the, the trailer that I think kind of misled me, you know? Gotcha. Because there's a lot of misleading trailers lately. Yeah. I mean, people are going to still play the game. <laughs> Don't mislead them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I got in there and I'm like, I'm in a slug planet getting sneezed on. Was that supposed to be like a COVID joke or something? I don't know. I think mm. they maybe they didn't made it before. I don't know. Well, they, there is no before. Yeah. It, they had to be aware of it. I just slugs dying in salt. Not funny to me. So yeah. I am weirdly uh, down on this because I just didn't find the value. Um, that's weird i totally thought you were going to be all over this and you know i thought you'd be enjoying it and everything and it you know i don't know maybe this you know comedy is hard to do in games the jokes don't land if you switch a game runner you know that can that can make big problems well and again there are funny things in here tim anything that tim robinson says anything that sarah says um, a lot of the cast is funny it's just it's still a game you know and high in life was fun Here's my real reason. High in Life was fun because it was a fish-out-of-water story where you're literally at Earth. You understand where you are. You're on Earth. You have a sister. All of a sudden, you get transported to space, and aliens are eating people, right? And you've got to stop that from happening. And you go to many different planets and, like, many different, 
you know, biomes and stuff. And there's a purpose behind all of it. It's, it's a full thing. This is just like you're on one place. It doesn't make sense why you're there. And I guess there's a scary ending, you know, so. Yeah, maybe just need a little more focus, a little more purpose. Structure, yeah. I Structure. wouldn't mind the whole thing being the ending, uh, which is just the creepy part, so. All right. There you go. Uh, the, I think if you like High Life, you'll probably like it, but I, I don't know. I guess just know what you're getting into, I suppose. Yeah, so. know what you're getting into. You're going to land on a slug planet. Jeez Louise. All right. High on Knife DLC. All right. Before you start talking about the Pale Beyond, Brad, uh, I want to address the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room? I love elephants. Go ahead. Well, there's an elephant, and the fact is, and we never do this, but behind the scenes, your computer just crashed. It totally crashed. It completely shit the bed. It's, it's terrible. We had a, <laughs> I was afraid we had lost the entire show, honestly. But we did not. That's how you're listening to it right now. Exactly so. And before you start talking about uh, this other game... Um, Pale Beyond. Yes. Uh, while we were in a break, uh, we were on a break because of your computer malfunction. As I was now. like frantically restarting and trying to save the data. Yes. Yes. I decided to just play international basketball. Hey, we just talked about that. What a coincidence. I know. And so I don't have to wait till next week because I can give you my review now. Real time reviews. That's a new segment where we should. You should pick a game at the start of the show. My computer will crash. Yep. You play it while I'm fixing it, and then when we come back, you review it. I like that idea. I mean, I don't like your computer crashing, but here's the deal: that game is broken. <laughs> oh my goodness! Here's the thing: it's worth. Wait, the but the AI, the AI, dude. Oh, that Max AI or whatever they called it is something else. Okay. Um, I, I, I could. You remember we say misleading trailer earlier? We just talked about that. Yeah. Yes. Well, this might be misleading information in description. Oh, man. All right, so yeah. give us the deets. What happened? Did it well, did it run? It ran. It gave me three options, tournament, um, you know, multiplayer, and then the first option, which is the main game, said device play. Uh, like you're going to play it on your device? Because where else would you play where it? Where else would I play it? Yeah. Anyways, it's broken. My players didn't move. I, what? Only, only a few players move, like you and your, the opposing AI. Sometimes the other AI would move around, but lots of times the, the team would just sit still. Oh um, but the best part, which is worth the $5, is everything is broken when it comes to passing and shooting. So when I would pass the ball, sometimes you just pass it to like the, the sidelines, mm -hmm. and that's it. It would just go out of bounds. Oh, nice. You just throw it to the crowd. Yeah, I would just throw it to the crowd a lot. Nice, nice. Um, balls would bounce between the players. It bounced off people's heads. Um, you couldn't dunk, but then at the very end, I did do one dunk. Um, yeah, it's just like I would be passing the ball, then all of a sudden the AI would already have the ball down the court somewhere. It's broken. It's like wiggity whack, but very funny to watch. So, okay, so this raises a good point, right? So, like, we kind of already knew that's what this was going to be. Like, my question is you got this on PlayStation, is that right? Mm -hmm. PlayStation. Why did the PlayStation Store let this game be in the store? Because. That's true. There you go. Yeah, because like l literally nothing you said sounded good. You're out five bucks. We got a laugh out of it, but we're bullshit podcasters. Like if I was like a, a person who for whatever reason wanted to buy a legit game and I s hit my head and I fell down the stairs and I was dizzy and I went to my PlayStation store and I bought this game because I didn't know any better. What is the value of having a piece of shit like this on the store? Because it just makes the consumer upset and it makes the store look crappy because this is just clearly shovelware. What's the value of it? I don't know. I mean, the value for me is I have a TikTok out of it for sure. Sure. Like if you're a content creator, I guess that's one reason because um, I put a compilation together already. Like it's going to be funny. 
But yeah, other than that, like I won't want to play that game for enjoyment. So yeah, I don't get why it's on there. Yeah, if you're not a content creator doing it for lols, I mean, this is this is the kind of thing that curation should get out. You don't want this kind of crap on your store. You want like like ideally gonna go into tangent here for a second ideally you would want to be able to go into any store whether we're talking xbox pc switch or whatever and you would want that any any game at random to be at least like pretty okay right like you would want to like you somebody's playing these or checking them out and being like okay this is pretty good or this is like obviously crap uh, and keep the crap out because all you're doing is like making your customers mad they're losing their money you're making your store look shabby like there's no value to this well okay and i agree with that all that yes uh, so it was interesting to do this real-time review. There it is. But that being said, this brought up a, a, a point that I would like more smaller like titles we were talking about, like tennis and racing, if they were good. Sure. Oh, because yeah. you Not, can do yeah. that, like budget title thing. Like we, we see that a lot with RPGs, right? Chemco and a couple other companies. Sure, sure. They put out a lot of RPGs. They're just okay. And that's fine. Totally fine. Totally as long fine. as they work, you know, like I, all of us could go for some of those sometimes. Um, and I would like to see more after I started playing this, like basketball games, right? right? Not just NBA 2K, whatever. I would like to see competing things. Back in the day, there was Microsoft Studios made an NBA game, Inside Drive. And it was great. I mean, it was very good for the time, you know? And it was fun because it was competing, you know, it wasn't just the only game in town. It was like there were right. other games. So that's there's twofold there. One, I'd like to see more budget titles that are good. And two, I'd like to see more uh, basketball games. Yeah, so. I mean, I agree. And just to be clear, I'm not I'm not saying you should only have triple games on the service, but whatever game is there should be like an honest effort. You know, like it shouldn't be something that's crappy. And if it's an honest effort that's broken, don't put it on the store until it's good to go. Like, yeah. I mean, just pay some people who know about games, play the games. You, sh you know, you can tell pretty quickly when something's crap. I mean, if there's 17 games that are about jumping from platform to platform and they just swap out assets, that's crap. Get it out of there. But if it's a legit thing, you know, someone's small-scale basketball, someone's trying to do a funny driving game or something, I, I think that it's possible for us to filter this shit out and, and keep just the good stuff, whether it's large, AAA, or indie, or whatever. Yeah. I, I was just remembering just a minute ago, I passed the ball to one of my teammates, and it just hit him in the shoulder. And nice. it just bounced off him, and he didn't do anything about it. Oh, man. Okay, now back to The Pale back, Beyond. Back to our regularly scheduled show, The Pale Beyond. And fingers crossed we can get through the rest of the show without another crash. Oh, Jesus. If it does, I'm going to go play another budget game. Buy another one. That's, that's the new thing. It's like the new drinking game. That's but now it. instead of this, you just go buy a budget yep. game. Yeah. I think this All will right. be a highlight for people listening to the podcast. <laughs> Your pain is, is content. Exactly, exactly. All right, The Pale Beyond. Uh, I talked about this at the beginning of the year. This uh, was on PC, and as everybody knows, the only reason they go to PC are for fucking amazing games or for porn games, and this is not a porn game, so therefore it is an amazing game. Uh, it is basically kind of a riff off of The Terror, uh, the book by Dan Simmons, also an award-winning AMC show about people who take a boat uh, old like wooden ship with sails and stuff up to the North Pole. They get stuck in the ice. They start to starve. And there's other shit going on that I'm not going to spoil. But The Terror is an amazing TV show. I loved it. Um, also love the book by Dan Simmons, great author. This is kind of a riff off of that. This is like uh, The Terror colon The Game. Basically, uh, you play a first mate who signs up to go on a, a wooden ship. Your guys are going to go up north to the North Pole. Your goal is to find a ship that disappeared in the North Pole 
Um, so you're going after the ship that never came back, which does not uh, exactly instill you with confidence because if they didn't come back, what makes you think you can come back? But that's the premise of the game. This is an interesting one. It's menu-based. You have kind of a top-down God's Eye view, sort of, uh, isometric God's Eye view, where you can zoom in. You can move around the ship. There's multiple levels to the ship. There's like the top deck, the middle deck, the lower deck, whatever. Um, and you can go inside some of the rooms, like in a menu-based kind of a uh, cutaway view sometimes. I like the graphics. The graphics are great. Uh, Hand-drawn stuff. It's all very sharp. I think it uh, controls very well on PC that I'm talking about. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. So put an asterisk right there. Uh, and uh, it's it's half story-based because you talk to the characters. Everybody's got their own thing. Like some people are really uh, lazy sailors and some are proud. And they're all, they're all distinct personalities. Like there's no generic like I am sailor number one, I am sailor number two. They're all like, oh, I'm Bob the guy with the peg leg and he works in the engine room and you know that guy pretty well. Or there's the kid who stowed away and he just wants to help. Do you uh, let him help or do you throw him off the ship or, you know, whatever. And there's like lots of characters. You get to know them really well. I think the characters are great. They're super interesting. And I really gave a shit about them. I really wanted to know how they turned out and what was going to happen. But it's also a survival resources game because uh, not not going to spoil anything, but you, you get stuck in the ice. Like that's the entire premise of the game. And so you have to like manage how many how much food do we have? How much coal do we have? Who gets to sleep in the warm cabins? You know, we have a team of sled dogs. Do we send them out or do we keep them here? Like, what's going on? Like, you got to, like, week to week to week, and the whole situation just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Frostpunk in a little bit. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, Frostpunk on a boat, kind of, sort of, but, like, a way more character than Frostpunk. Um, a little bit like the Terror, which is great. So I played it on PC, loved it. Um, I will probably be talking about it at the end of the year in a top 10 discussions because I just had a great time with it. Oh, that was wonderful. Um, this is the Switch version that I'm talking about. So I needed to say all that stuff first because I think uh, the Pale Beyond is awesome, but I do not think the Switch version is awesome. Okay. So um, if you don't have any other way to play it, like if you don't have a PC that can play a game, or whatever your situation is, if for whatever reason the Switch is your only gaming outlet, which I'm sure that I'm sure that's somebody out there. Um, I mean, play it. Like this is a great game. I think I think people should check it out. I think it's one of the year's best. Had a wonderful time. I recommend it. But if you have like any other way to play this game, I think it's much better on PC. And you know, I am not a PC dude. I am not. I am not the PC evangelist, right? So like, I, I'm not saying PC is the way to go for everything. But in this particular case, I felt like, uh, number one, the graphics were a little bit too small. Um, if you have the docked version and you can play it on your TV, that helps. Um, but I felt like the text was too small. Not crazy small, but like I'm like, okay, this could have been sized up. Like It's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I feel like also the biggest thing for me is the moving around of the, the cursor is really problematic. It was chunky and slow it didn't work very well and i just i struggled with it on pc it's super effortless it's super easy you can navigate you know outside the ship zoom way out zoom in go between the decks no problem it's just it's not even an issue and on the switch i i struggled with it it was like i couldn't get the cursor to go the right way it's just it just didn't feel good like it didn't feel as though this was optimized for the switch which i have no idea how much work that is i get it but this is one of those cases where i'm glad that it's on the switch because i think this is a kick-ass game but you can tell it does not feel very comfortable on the Switch. You're not getting the optimal experience. Um, it's just, it, there's a lot of issues. It just needed to be properly optimized and and translated to the Switch, not just kind of ported. You know what ported, I mean? yeah. And we yeah. talk about that all the time. Like, yeah. um, if you take 
something from Steam and PC and mouse oriented. Yeah, it's just yeah. tricky to unless you're doing a real focus on the on the you know yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. I think it could work on Xbox Switch or whatever. It just needs more finesse and more uh, a little more tweaking here and there. Uh, so that's not great. I mean, it's not terrible. I've definitely played worse things on the Switch. It's not like a it's not like a trash fire, but having played the pc version first i'm like oh yeah it was it was way better on pc yeah okay um i will say also just as a quick side note there are uh difficulty settings on the switch version which i believe the pc version probably already has that weren't there before you have the original version you've got normal version and i don't know which one of those is harder and then you've got hard version so you get a little bit of an extra content bump if you've never played it before but basically love the game play it on pc you should play it on pc even people who don't like pc but if you don't have another way to play it, I guess the Switch, but definitely try to get PC. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. Carlos, Tower of Fantasy. We talked about this before. It's got one of the most generic names in all of video games. <laughs> it's some kind of a um, free, what, free to play? What do you call the? Uh, MMORPG. Yes, but the other kind thing of. where you, is it, does it got the um, gotcha. gotcha? Gotcha. Gotcha elements. They can yes. get you. They can get you. The getcha, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha games, yeah. Yes. Tower Fantasy, why are we talking about it today, sir? Well, I loved Genshin, and I really had like a problem with it. Like, if they do it right, where the gameplay's really fun, those gotcha games, um, you can just get stuck in that forever, you know? Um, and I do think we want to explain what gotcha is in case people don't know? Well, I'm also going to put an asterisk into gotcha because it's also just like free to play. Because Warframe, to you, yes, you played eight gazillion hours of that game, right? Oh, yeah. A million hours. Yeah. Um, and you did because, even though it was free to play and there was monetization, it was a fun game. Super fun, yeah. And so Genshin's that. Like, if We're going back to Genshin real quick because we will go back to Mihoyo in a minute who made Genshin. Did they but, make Tower of Fantasy? No, they made the next game I'll talk about. But, okay, so, okay. But Tower of Fantasy is similar to Genshin Impact. I bring that up because it's this free-to-play game, action-oriented, third-person run around, get loot, fight monsters, level up, right? And it's, yes. Which is similar to an MMORPG. But the difference is, is obviously there's heavily monetization where not only can you buy resources that you need to speed things up, but you can also buy characters. And you can buy in the gacha element because the gachas in actual Japan, like the little toys you can get, it's like you pay for a bunch of pulls and you can maybe get a good one. You know, so you the gotcha someone. element for people who don't know is like you don't know what you're getting, but you're 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 spending resources or currency in the hopes of getting the good character that you want. Yeah. But it's just like it could be something else. You know, you don't have a guarantee. Like you're not straight up buying the character. You're buying a chance a of chance. winning the character. Yeah. Got and it. It's not even just characters. It's like you or want whatever. the sword. Yeah, yeah. You want the sure. you know, whatever it is. Resource thing. Gotcha. So um, you gotcha. Pun intended. Yeah. Oh, that was natural. Yeah. I didn't I didn't plan that. Um. So I loved Genshin for that, and also because, you know, the gameplay was fun, and I didn't really spend too much money in that game. I just had fun because the game was damn good. Um, so Tower Fantasy basically, you know, it only came out last year, so not too old, and it came out on PC first, of course. It just came out recently on consoles, and so I checked it out on console because I did want that fix again Okay. while I was waiting for Honkai Star Rail, which I'll talk about later. Um and so it really feels like Genshin in the fact that, you know, you have a character, you run around, uh, the action is very fluid and very fast. It feels very good. It's like really good. It's really close to Genshin, I think, in the combat style, um, which is, you know, if I talked about Tower Fantasy or Genshin for very long, we'd be here all day. But you have weapons you get, 
you you know find or buy some and you upgrade all the weapons you always are upgrading a weapon whether you're and this like, is like third person behind the back kind of action yep, sort third of person yep okay um whenever you get a weapon you're like immediately trying to find enough resources to upgrade it you know because damage 20 now damage 30 now damage 40 and then there's like a max level you can like evolve the weapon to or something so you're just doing that and that kind of like dopamine rush is fun and relaxing um and yeah what is the story the story is you're either uh, a guy or a girl you choose in the beginning and it kind of gives you a kind of backstory that these characters whoever you pick the guy or the girl um is like you know fighting monsters and doing this huge thing and then bam they lose their memory of course classic oh, jesus games. amnesia what is the what I is the know. fixation with amnesia it happens in every game, I swear. Oh, my God. So then you, you come to, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. You're on this planet. It's in the future. And, I mean, this is really a fun sci-fi game. And, you know, I always say there's so few sci-fi RPGs. There's so much cool stuff going on. Like, um, on these planets, all these different types of equipment and, you know, futuristic houses and research going on. And you're just trying to, like, figure out, like, what's going on in this world. And, you know, you're, you know, fighting monsters and going on little adventures. Long story short, you do this thing that takes like, I don't know, hours. And that's all just like backstory because then it jumps forward in, in, in time, essentially. And then you're like at present day. And then you've got to like take care of all these aliens and monsters or whatever. I won't bore you with it. Um, but I do think the story is actually pretty cool if you get into it. But what is this game? This game is just basically like run around, fight things, uh, you know, find new locations, talk to people, and collect shit. And it just does it well. Like, it does it really well, and it makes you want to, like Genshin, stay in this world. Um, but the negative is obviously two things. One, heavily monetized. Two, all the systems, if you see this game, Brad Galloway sees this game, you're going to run and scream and go I'm already, the other way. I'm already a mile away from yeah, this. Yeah, you're already yeah. a mile away, but you should run even a further mile away <laughs> when you see the interface. Because the oh, interface, no. yeah, the interface is like, you could get this, but then there's charms, but then there's things, and then there's oh, coins. God, there's like no. 8,000 things to look at. And if you're like me, you just play the game and you don't have to look at all that stuff. But I just think that the, the, the system itself is like so messy. It's really like all over the place. Um, so, and then the, here's another positive for people who know these types of games. Um, most of the time you, you know, in these games, you like are many characters at once. If you remember that from my review of Genshin Impact, you're like, you can rotate between them. Rotate them. Yeah. Like fast. Like I'm the girl, I'm the girl, I'm the other girl, I'm the guy, I'm the monster person or whatever. Um, in this one, you have a main avatar. So you are, you could just be the guy or the girl. You could just be the character you picked. And that's I think unique for these games because usually you have to control like a lot of people. Um, now they have different, you know, I forgot what they're called, Semaclera or something. Like you have different skins, but I just chose to be the guy that I made, you know, because there's like character customization and stuff. Um, that's like nothing to you. <laughs> it means nothing to you. <laughs> but for people who play these games, that's kind of a novel idea to just just be able to be your avatar. That's that's all I'm gonna say about it for now. I, I think it's fun. You've already went to sleep. Um, I'm, I'm doing email over here. <laughs> yeah, he's doing work. It's a fun, if you like Genshin, and it's a free game, I think they do some cool things. Um, it's fun. Okay. Tower Fantasy, it's fun. 
It's fun. It's yeah. fun. All right. Excellent. I like fun. Uh, you don't like this kind of fun. No, I don't like that fun, but I like other fun. Uh, okay. Talking really quickly. Oh, yeah. This is a treat. This is a surprise out of nowhere. Uh, Heavenly Bodies was a game that came out. I don't know when because I don't have a sense of time anymore. We're in the time vortex right now. But it came out, and I believe it was an Australian game, I think. It was one of those wonky physics games that I end up liking so much that are kind of like semi-torturous. You know what I mean? Like uh, like struggling. Oh, the ones I hate? Or, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. like, like, like Quop-like sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't like these at all, but I kind of... I, I like them sometimes. Um, when I get a good one, man, I can really dig into it, but it's got to be just the right kind of thing. And Heavenly Bodies was exactly the right kind of thing. Uh, the main game was... You're an astronaut in space, and you had to go through a series of missions. Uh, and at the end of the game, your spaceship blew up, and so you had to escape. But basically, the hook of the game is like the physics movement, because it's fucking whack, but in a good way. It's zero G, because you're in space. And one... God, how is it? One stick is your left arm. One stick is your right arm. There are some options for the motion. You can kind of tailor it a little bit, but it's going to be goofy no matter what you do. Uh, and then you pull your triggers to, to grab with your individual arms. And so you have to like, it's, it's tough to describe, but you, you're not just like floating through space. Like you have to kind of like maneuver yourself. You've got the inertia, you're spinning around and then your arms move really weird. Uh, you can't just put them straight to where they need to go. You kind of need to like wheel them around because it's almost like your arms on like a, a hinge or something. It's just, it's really funny. Yeah. It's, it's painful. And frustrating, but also kind of awesome. And I it, I really liked it a lot because the missions were really varied. They had you doing a lot of really different stuff. Um, I thought the concept was great. Like being goofy with physics and space made perfect sense. It just was really small. You could tell the team really had a good time. It had a lot of heart to it. And I just, I loved it. I finished it. I thought it was great. Heavenly Bodies is awesome. They are bringing out a new DLC, which I never, ever expected. And that's why this is a surprise treat. Uh, the, the DLC is called Cleanup. Um, I I was trying to Google this. And I didn't have enough time. Carlos, maybe you can look it up. I don't know if it's free or if it's paid. I think it might be free, actually. Um, it's paid. It's $20. $25, I see. on. Is it really? Oh, no, wait. That's the DLC edition. $25. It is... Uh, content for this game. DLC. It's $8. Okay. So that's definitely a good price because the DLC is actually bigger than the main game. So, like, your DLC... It's kind of like a... I'm not going to say a cart before the horse, but it's 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 rare that you get DLC that outstrips the main content. But that's exactly what happened here. Uh, you get more bang for your buck. And it's cool because they kind of um, continue the story. Like I just said, at the end of the first game, your spaceship or your space station uh, explodes. you got to get out. This game, the cleanup DLC, is you're in a neighboring space station that gets hit with the wreckage and the shrapnel from the other space station's explosion. So you're a different astronaut in a different space station, and now you're dealing with the problem that was left in your lap. And so it's broken up a little bit differently, too, in a daze uh, instead of missions. And so you start the the DLC, your space station's got all sorts of shit fucked up with it. It's all wrong. Like, stuff's on fire, stuff's broken, everything's messed up, and it's more stuff that you can do in a day. So you start the day, you do a certain amount of tasks, and then you got to go to bed, and you come back the next day and finish whatever you got left. There's also, like, missions where you're in space. You've got the little jetpack thing that flies around. Um, I haven't finished it quite yet, but I'm having a great time with it. And I think it's just wonderful. Uh, I love Heavenly Bodies. I think this cleanup DLC is great. Um, thumbs up all around. Super recommended if you like these kind of weird physics control games where half the game is simply just getting your character to do what you want him to do. That's a very specific <laughs> flavor. Not yeah, for everyone. But for me, 
on in a game like this when it totally like hits the mark i think it's fantastic so i love heavenly bodies i love the cleanup dlc definitely recommend it if this if anything i said sounds good to you certainly check it out you uh, uh you're you're like like and want to play tower fantasy is my like and want to play this game <laughs> that makes sense they i equal definitely each other. yes they they cancel each other out they balance yeah. each other yes definitely so not now for we're back you to zero back to, we are now in in homeostasis we are we are at one we are centered yeah so. okay honkai star rail which you mentioned a second ago let's kick it back over to you we're hitting all the uh, free-to-play gotcha games today so mm-hmm. this just came out on playstation it's about to be. I think when this comes out, it'll be out now. It's on ten ten. Okay. Uh, so the tenth of October. So forty eight hours from now, it'll be available. By the time people are hearing this, basically they'll be able to download it pretty much. Yep. So okay. And I decided to start it on PC because there is cross save. Oh, nice. Okay. So Honkai Star Rail. This is the one that's coming from the people who did Genshin Impact, right? Yep. So now we can okay. go back to Genshin's connection. All, all yeah. right. All I know is that there's a train and it's in space and it's from the people who made Genshin Impact. That's that's all I know. Tell that's me more. That's it. That's all you need to know, really. Hmm. Uh, no, there's some more. Um, for one thing, I was very excited about it because, again, like I mentioned earlier, I loved Genshin. Uh, I think Tower Fantasy is doing something a little different and interesting enough to separate itself out. But what I didn't know until very recently is that Honkai Star Rail is turn-based. Oh, really? Okay. Which is quite fucking different, right? Kind of like, like JRPG style? Yeah. I mean, it's just straight up turn-based. You know, you watch your character hit, and then you watch it get hit, and then you take turns, you know, mm, do magic okay. abilities. I did not, did not know that. And then there's, like, ultimates. And so the ultimates do, like, these really cool animations. So they're still, like, feeling of, yeah, just like a JRPG, but turn-based one. Um, I didn't think I knew that either because I just kept seeing the art of you running around these space stations and, you know, it looks like Genshin. But you basically, as soon as you go to a real battle, you can, like, attack. Just, like, remember those RPGs? You can attack the monster and then he goes into a battle. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's running around the overworld and then you go into the battle scene. Yeah. Yeah. So you do that. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, maybe I'm just going to go back to Tower Fantasy because I was, like, really wanting that Genshin scratch, you know? But... It is just as addictive. Um, you play as a character. Guess what? Don't remember who you are. <laughs> Amnesia again. Amnesia strikes again. Oh, my dude. Get a new bit. Come on. This is actually, they do it like character creator style where, well, there's no actual creation. It's just like male or female. But you look like you're like clone or something. You just kind of like wake up because one of the characters wakes you up out of a stasis or something. So I don't know what you are still, but you, yeah, you just don't know who you are either. Boring. And I know, I know. But anyways, the, the strain, the, the space train or strain, as I like to almost call it, um, <laughs> or sprain, that's or sprain. <laughs> yeah. The space train is pretty cool idea. I like that. And it, that gets introduced in the very beginning. Cause it stops by this space station that you're on. That just got attacked by a bunch of monsters which of course is used to kind of give you a tutorial on how to fight. Um, the combat tutorial is very simple and easy and everything is done super well. Where Tower Fantasy is kind of clunky and I don't know what to do and look at, uh, you know, Mihoyo, Genshin, they know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll do like a little a bubble around the thing you should be looking at. They say, just pick this, just pick this. They tell you what to fucking do. And then once you do it, you get it and it's very easy. And so immediately, I was hooked on this turn-based combat. 
I was like, wow, this is effortless. It feels really fun. There's cutscenes sometimes. There's that thing of like uh, weaknesses and strengths, you know, uh, which I, the affinity system. Yeah, yeah, but it's not crazy, okay? Like I was physical combat instead of like elemental or something. I used that to def- to uh, fight the monster. It got rid of its armor, and then I fought it like normal. Like that was very clean and cut and simple. So all of the affinity, whatever they are, like strength, weaknesses, none of it's scary. Where normally I, I go running from that stuff. So that was it. Like the whole tutorial is like, you're on a space station, you know what's going on, and you're fighting monsters. And then at some point, the star rail, if that's what it's called, the you know the, the express thing, train, comes by. They pick you up and they bring you to the the game. So like the game will start after that. Um, I won't. I, I, there actually is spoilers because I think the story is pretty cool. Like Genshin did a really cool story too. I really like the stories they tell. And you can play this game just like Genshin for a hundred hours and not spend any money. You know, they don't gotcha at all. They don't really do that. What they do is they say, Hey, these really cool characters you might want, you know, you might want these characters. You can pay for them or you can pay for the chance to get them. Um, you can go slower when it comes to the combat and not have all the best weapons right away, but who cares? You know, you could also spend money and get better weapons, but I don't, it doesn't matter. You know, you're not competing with anybody. It's like a, a single-player experience, really. So I really like all the worlds. There's really interesting characters. Um, there's things that I've never seen before on the idea of, like, multiverse. Uh, I know you might be tired of it, but it's an interesting take on the idea of multiverse and simulated universes, um, which you might not think of, think you know, seeing this game. Uh, all I'm saying is, because I haven't played it long enough, it's way more addictive than I thought as a turn-based game. Like, I'm surprised. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I guess I want to know more information about the Star Rail itself. I mean, I've seen the pictures, uh, train in space. What? How does that factor in? Are you on the... Is the train your base? Is it? Is it simply just... A way to get you from planet to planet, like what, like what is up with the train? Like, how does that factor in, and or or does it? Yeah, I guess it's more just a, a plot device because I'm on the train now, but it just feels like a base, you know. Okay. Uh, like interestingly enough, on Tower Fantasy, the places that you go in that game and the environments that you're talking about, like right now, they really do make a difference. Like I didn't talk about this, but in Tower Fantasy, there's a cyberpunk world, you know, straight up like futuristic world where you get on a like a a flying car and that really does change the feel of like the whole game uh this one it just feels like they're just areas so i think it's more like just areas so the train just takes you from area to area you're not really like flying the train there's no no, no space no. train combat or anything no like no, that. no okay gotcha. again gotcha. Uh, i think in tower of fantasy i didn't even tell tell you this either but there's like um uh transportation devices like i, I have a motorbike in Tower gotcha. Fantasy. And I'm like driving over sand dunes. So there's definitely a lot more in that when it comes to that. This is just like, yeah, I think it's just like environments. Uh, I'm not far enough into the game, so I don't know. May you know, change my words soon. But it really just feels like a straight up free to play turn based RPG. And gotcha. there's not there's not many of those, right? Like not that I know of. I mean not on not on console anyway. I don't know about the PC scene, but yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'm sure there's eight thousand on PC. Probably, Steam. yeah. But even on PC Steam, I, I feel like there's not a ton because it's it, it it's I think it's very special, and you have to get really good at like making it easy enough for people and not just you know monetizing everything. 
but then also like offering up an incentive for them to buy stuff. I, I think it's great. I'm really excited because, you know, again, across save, I'm just going to play tonight. I'm going to play tomorrow. And then when it comes out on PS5 um, and I believe Xbox, then I'll just pick it up on my PlayStation. Um, so I know it's not for you, but I'm bringing it to the show not only because I'm playing it, but also I think they do a really good job of making a turn-based, you know, gotcha MMORPG. I just am really surprised at how fun it is. Hmm. All right. Honkai Star Rail. And this is a... Uh... Is it $10 or is it free to play? Did you say it was $10? It's free to play right now on Steam and it's $10 on my on PlayStation. PlayStation. I don't know how, I think it's maybe around the same on Xbox. Okay. Um, Just to get you into it. Price of admission. $10. Yeah, we talked about it before the show. It's like they got to spend some development time on, you know, porting these. Um, so I think they're probably charging for all the work they did on it. I don't know. Maybe updates and stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> but I like it. There we go. Carlos likes it. Check that out. Uh, let's see what else we got in the agenda here. Oh, okay, okay. We actually got a couple, three real big games left over. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1. All right, and we're back, but you wouldn't know that because uh, Brad's computer crashed again. Again. So it's like five, it's, oh, it's like 6 p.m. now. We started recording at 11 o'clock in the morning, and we haven't, we haven't been fussing with it this whole time, but we took a big break in the middle. But this is, man, this is the worst technical recording we've had in, quite some time I yeah think. and quite some time yeah apparently i looked up the problem um my pc just like freezes and then it, all of a sudden everything just like speeds back up I apparently it's a windows 11 thing mm. so fuck you windows 11 um and i don't think that there's a fix for it right now so we're so, kind of just skating by on a wing and prayer here we're going to talk really quick like uh, times two speed so that we get it all recorded. Don't we already talk at times two speed, though? Okay, Maybe. we're going to talk at times three speed. Here we go. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, so you're going to talk about Mortal Kombat 1. Yes, Mortal Kombat 1. So, uh, oh, man, it's so hard to do this after so many disruptions. I know. I know. The, the vibe is just, like, off. Okay, so Mortal Kombat 1. Wait, I can do it for you if you want. I'll just do your review for you. <laughs> no, Mortal Kombat no. 1. Here it is. Ready. I'm Brad Galloway, and okay, here's the game reviews. Mortal Kombat 1. It's a high mark in Mortal Kombat. Now, I don't like the gore, but I do like me some Mortal Kombat story, and this has more of it. That's it, and that's my review. <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good, dude. <laughs> in a nutshell. Boy, this show could be like four minutes if we wow. just did that. By the way, you know, ADHD world that we live in, we should just shorten our show. I don't know. We, okay. we got so much to cover. We're going to talk about that another time. But basically, yes, ditto to everything you said. So... Uh, after the last Mortal Kombat, uh, I was really wondering what they were going to do with it because they ended like on this cosmic scale where they were like manipulating time and altering dimensions and stuff. And I'm like, where do you even go from there? And of course, the only possible way to go after that is just to reboot, which is what they did. Mm. It's kind of a semi reboot, though. And I got to say, I was very surprised. I went into this game cold uh, because the story is something I really enjoy um, ever since Mortal Kombat 9. They've really been killing it with the story. Just great character moments, funny moments, jokes. And just it's like watching a little movie when you do the story mode in Mortal Kombat. It's it's, it's ace, dude. It's really good. Um, and so they kept this, the ending of the last one where Liu Kang, uh, I, I guess spoilers for the ending of the last Mortal Kombat, which came out like three years ago or whatever it was. Um, he won and he became like the new manipulates everything omnipotent god guy mm -hmm. and so he reboots the whole universe he's like okay we're just gonna start fresh get rid of all the shit start over but oh, he can't make sense yeah so he does it he's still there and this is actually a like legit story continuation but like everything is basically rebooted because he's like we're just gonna start fresh but the thing that he can't do is he cannot like 
grant peace throughout the universe. So inevitably, they get back to doing uh, the fighting game tournament again because, I mean, there wouldn't be a game otherwise. It would be like a like a farming sim if you didn't have Mortal Kombat in there. Right. It's just all friendship. I know, right? Just friendship, friendship, friendship. It's they, they wouldn't sell too many. It would be it would be pretty bad. So anyway, um, interesting story. Kudos to the writing team because I really had no idea what the fuck they were going to do with this, but it works. It makes sense. Um, and I got to say, uh, this is a big, big game. There's a lot of content here, and that's content with a K. Um, I got code after launch. There was some kind of mix up or something, and so I meant to have it earlier. Um, just didn't get it right away, and it took a little while, but they came around, got the code, so thanks to the publishers for that. And there's a lot to dig into here. This was already a pretty busy week, so just full disclosure, this is not a review. I haven't seen enough of the game yet. I'm just scratching the surface of it, but there's like, uh, seems like a seasonal story mode they're going to be doing. There's like uh, individual modes where you can unlock the endings. There's some online stuff, of course. There's a huge, awesome, really, really good... Um, Tutorial mode. I love the tutorials in Mortal Kombat, dude. They really um, have like these little timers on the screen so you can see the button timings. They put the little menu up there. They show you what it looks like. I mean, it's, it's fucking awesome. Like the tutorials are great. So kudos to that. Like masterclass tutorials. Um, but what I'm really spending the most time on is the story mode. And the story mode's fucking great. It's so, it's so well done, dude, because they take obvious nods from other movies and they just do like wink, wink, nudge, nudge the whole way. But it's so well done. Hmm. Like the very first part of the story when they reboot is Liu Kang and um, Raiden. Um, they are like peasant farmers in this Chinese town. And it's totally a riff off of Jackie Chan, his old um, like Shaw Brothers stuff that he used to do back in the day. So like like before he got big budget, like when he was doing just like, um, you know, the, the really like the early stuff. I'm like, oh, man, this is totally like when he was... Um, eating rose cat and string beans in this one cafe this one time and he did this whole i think it was like the original drunken master or something anyway it doesn't matter but i'm like oh dude i totally get what you guys are doing this is awesome they had this amazing fight scene in a bar there was like comedy slapstick comedy there hmm. was jokes but you're also actually playing the game uh fucking just like well ass done dude it's so good um you get past that part switches over to johnny cage and they have rebooted johnny cage to be like this aging martial arts action movie star he totally starts off in a riff on uh, Indiana Jones and they totally go through this whole like evil temple and like the traps and then they get to the inside and there's like a zombie he's got to fight in there. It's killer, dude. Like it's so good and there's so many jokes and it's just like it's awesome, but it's also funny and it's not super serious, but it's also kind of serious. But it's like they thread that needle so perfectly where you're just like, yeah, man, this is great. Like the vibes are great. Um, everything that happens is just so good. Performances. Mm. Really good performances. I think the new cast they have, um, they've got to be mo-capping the fuck out of this thing. And it looks amazing. It looks so good. So I've just really been enjoying the story mode. Um, like past story modes, similar in structure. You watch a bunch of really awesome cutscenes. Then how the fight, just like you're watching, you're like movie, 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 action, action, action. Oh, I'm controlling. Oh, shit. And then like it just blends like so seamlessly into the thing when you just take over. You start off with um, Kung Lao and right in and then you switch over to johnny cage and then you switch over to uh somebody else uh the guy with the kenshi i think his name is with the sword whatever um and you kind of rotate through so you do like two three matches with one guy see some story do two three matches but they're not just matches they're like they're integrated into the story like this guy shows up and you're talking shit and then something happens and you fight and then the fight happens like super organically so Wait, it's like i have a question about that yeah, organic yeah. fighting because all this sounds interesting and you know i've never played a game for the story but the last few games you told me it, that's what the favorite part of it oh was so good for you. 
Um, I just don't like fighting games in general. But yeah. like when you say it's organic and integrated, you still see like a health bar at the top and it still look, says like round one and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, because I think it would be cooler. I guess I don't know if Street Fighter 6 does this in the supposedly open world part where you could like just fight. You know, like it's almost like a fighting game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do, like like double dragon or something. I don't I don't know if Street Fighter Six does that. I didn't get that far. I don't. Into I didn't it. either find that either. But like that's what like you know all, all the story stuff you're saying sounds fun and cool. Like the nods. It'd be nice if the fighting didn't just turn into like arcade fighting. But I guess that's. What I mean, the game it is. does, but it also doesn't do. So okay, so this is I'm gonna get kind of in the weeds here. But like so in the first level, you're in the Chinese restaurant, right? And this is like again like the the Jackie Chan call out, like absolutely. So like. You're sitting there eating with your friend. It's right in and Kung Lao. They're bullshitting and they're like razzing each other. These guys come in. They start a fight. Like you start talking shit. You guys get up. And then all of a sudden, like it, it is the like the health bars and stuff, right? It's still the 2D. But like you're still in the same place. Like the background that you were just there is still there. Like, right. That's the, the cool. table is still there. Yeah. Okay. And then the people that were eating behind you are still there. And they're like reacting to the fight. Like you're starting to throw punches. And the dude's like ducking behind the table, and like the guy who was drinking, like takes his drink and he runs away. Yeah, I'm like, holy like shit! That. Like this, yeah, it's, it's amazing, dude. It's, it's fucking great. Um, and some of the comedy shit. Oh, some of the comedy is like so good. Um, but anyway, so that is really well integrated. Uh, and uh, just I'm, I don't know how far I'm in. I mean, I'm not like super far because this is a chunky game. But I think I got to Outworld, and they're kind of rebooting everybody, seeing like the new characters for like uh, Kitana and Melina and. Uh, uh, all of the different um, characters show up. They're, like, they're familiar, but they're not too familiar. Like, it feels fresh, but it feels, you know, like you know what it is. It's not like like they're throwing everything out the window. It's just great, dude. I, I just have nothing but respect for the Mortal Kombat team because, I mean, real talk, dude. When this debuted way, 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 way back in the day, like like whatever, early 90s? Does that sound about right? Mm-hmm. Early 90s? Like 91, 92, something like that? Um, it was just shock value. It was a shit-ass game. It was terrible fighting engine, terrible action. I mean, it was better than, like, Killer Instinct, which is, like, for me, like, the ultimate piece of shit. But it was just, like, you know, seeing somebody's spine get ripped out, seeing the blood, you know, finish him, that whole thing. That's the only thing that made it work, right? If you took that stuff out, you would have never heard of Mortal Kombat six months after launch. It would have just faded away because it was a terrible fucking game. Yeah. But they've hung on and hung on. And ever since Mortal Kombat 9, dude, they have turned this around. It is, like, world-class top tier cream of the crop fighting experience the fighting which i haven't even talked about yet is awesome it's really really good we don't have time to talk about the fighting that's it we we got a a minute we got a minute it's it's fighting it's 2d fighting it's really really good it's tuned um the movesets are great like you can like practice those but like it's so smooth they've added a lot to it's really deep and i'm actually kind of struggling with like how deep it is because there's counters and counter breaks and there's like all these extra things the new the big new thing to the gameplay is you can call in a teammate um for off screen to either break you out of a combo or to help uh as like kind of a distracted attack like you know kind of takes attention off of you for a second it's really well done it looks awesome um i will say as i always say and as you said as well i don't care for the violence like the gore this would be a kick-ass game without the fatalities without the gore um, and so I think it's just a really, really, really well done product. And I'm just, I'm so impressed with it, dude. It is like the most slick, the most, the most triple A of triple A. Like it just oozes quality in like in a, the best possible way. It's just, mm. it's kick ass. It's really good. All right. Everybody should check it out, especially fighting game fans. Um, and I like the idea of the story take, doing nods to movies. That's cool. Oh God. It's so good. Um, similar to like when I was talking about Tower of Fantasy and you were like answering an email, I still will never play this game. Um, 
because I just, I just, again, I, there's certain games that we played because we both have played every video game ever. Yeah. Um, that I played too much when I was a kid or something. I don't know. Sure, sure. Something happened, and maybe it was from the arcade and some uh, emotional roller coaster. I went show on. me where the arcade machine touched you, Carlos. No, I'll show you where the bullies touched me, ah, and it was man. in my face with a fist. <laughs> um, and then I hit them back, and the whole thing. You know, it's a long story. Sure, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I can never do those again. Right. Well, um, here's what here's what you do. Here's what you do. Yeah. Saul, I got the answer for you. I know you're not in the market for this game. You're not a fighting guy. Totally fine. But I think you would really fucking enjoy the story mode. So just jump on YouTube, watch somebody doing a no commentary playthrough of the story mode, and just watch them. Go- like, it is good enough to just sit and watch. Like, it's like right. a cool movie. Just yeah. watch that. That's the best part of the game. For me so far, anyway, the best part of the game. It's amazing. So well, just watch I'll watch that. it just so I know what you've been talking about this whole time. Yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. It's All fucking right. cool. Moving so there on. It is. Check it out. I'll circle back to Mortal Kombat right now. But now we have one more big game to talk about. Carlos, I you surprised me, sir. Assassin's Creed Mirage. I did not think that you were going to get this. I wasn't even aware you were considering it. Well, we both have liked Assassin's Creed games. Odyssey is my favorite. Okay, Odyssey Origins, you mean? Mm-mm. Oh, Odyssey you like better than Origins. That's right. Odyssey is the best Assassin's Creed okay. game there is because it is the least Assassin's Creed game. It's very, very good. I like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Valhalla least probably because it took so long and it was a slog. I just feel like they just kept throwing stuff. I heard at it was me. very long. Yeah, it was so. And so I don't think I finished it, which is crazy because I, lo- I really enjoyed the game. But I like the you know action RPG elements, and we can actually say that because it really is about loot and upgrading your character, right? It turned into that. In Odyssey, it sure did. Is it the same for Mirage? It and Origins, it started, and then Odyssey, and okay. then Valhalla. I think Origins I think was the order. Egyptian one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I didn't play that one. Which either. I played like 150 hours of. I think I talked about it on the show a lot. We did, um, but yeah, I never got to it. Anyway, so all of them, I like that new style. But as everybody knows, Assassin's Creed started as a stealth game. Where you blend in with the crowd, you sneak, yep. you assassin, obviously you're assassin, you assassinate people, uh, you pickpocket and the, things like that. So that's what this game is doing. It's going back to its roots, just making a quick, short, and it is a short game, experience that is like the old school games. Because there's another Assassin's Creed, Creed mainline game coming soon, right? Oh, there is? Yeah, is I it? forgot what it's called. Um but there's another one, and um, I think on Offshoot as well. So they're continuing. It's just that this is kind of a, um, a smaller game, and it's by a smaller part of the team, right? Cause okay, I, so I not at, the main, not the main AC. It's parts of the main. I don't know what, you know, specific. They people. got a lot of studios over there. A lot of stuff's going on, right? But I watched the, <clears throat> some of the making of, and this is important to say because everything we always talk about in this show is expectation, right? Right. I watched the making of. I know it's a small team. I know they're very passionate. I know they're telling the story of Baghdad and like they really want to. I'm trying to say it the correct way. Right. I got um, that. And, you know, there's people who are from that area. They uh, they understand their history. They're trying to tell the story of the city and its past and its people. And after watching that, like I'm like, I know what this game is. It's a short experience. It's not every all the bells and whistles. It's not fucking an RPG. Right. And I'm not finding purple loot. But it's this little intimate story. So it hit, I mean, spoiler, it hit all the things that I wanted it to do. And I'm probably going to finish it pretty soon. And I just really enjoyed the experience. But there's so many reviews, is why initially I said I was salty in the intro, that are like, and I'm going to take them to task on all their little fucking picking uh, picking it apart. But like so many are like, oh, it's dropped off. It's not the same. They're not doing anything new. It's old school. Yeah, of course. That's what the fuck they wanted to do. That's what this is. Well, and to again, be fair, it's been a long time since we had an 
Assassin's Creed like the first one. We got really far afield from that. It's it yes. hasn't been that for a long time. I know, and, and and I'll take apart the other thing. So the first thing they said, um, and it's some of the mainstream people. I'm not going to name names, but some people are saying. Um, first off, they said the writing was abysmal. That's just wrong. Like it, it's not abysmal. It's like a really cool story. I don't know. I think that's for shock value. You know, like people just say that bullshit. Yeah. Shock value. The, another like headline, which every YouTuber needs to stop doing right now, which is what went wrong. You know, oh, on the yeah. thumbnail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. Anybody who's doing that. I, I don't think you're my friend. That's all. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Line in the sand. Watch out, folks. You can't be my friend Line in the unless sand. you stop doing those thumbnails. Um, yeah. Okay. So anyways, and I watched that video and a lot of the video and the what went wrong video, they were liking the game. You know what I mean? They're like the lot. So what went wrong, but we still like this game? That's yeah. kind of weird. Well, even Skellup, and I will say his name because I get frustrated with him because I like a lot of stuff he does, but then he'll just do something out of left field and... And even even his review, he's like, there's so much to like about this game. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, then like it. Right. But his main comp- uh, complaint, I didn't say I would name names, but I am now, was that uh, two things. One, it didn't innovate on the controls or add anything new. It doesn't need to. If something's really good and it's a tried and true you know, formula, you don't have to innovate on every fucking game. Okay? Secondly... Uh, he's like, oh, it's kind of confusing because you don't know, it's all non-linear. People always complain they they want more non-linear stuff, right? And yeah. it's also like a six-hour experience or something. I don't know. Maybe oh, wow, 10. is it that short? I think it might be it's 10 or something. But okay, that's still pretty short. Even if it's if it's short and you're complaining it's non-linear, come on, come on. We're not talking about a 50-hour game. So anyways, a lot of his, his points I didn't understand, and he spoke highly of a lot of the game. So I was like, why don't you just like it then? Um, well, let's walk it back for a second because yeah, I hear I what you're saying. Like, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Um, but I haven't read anything about Mirage. All I heard was like, "Oh, it's it's like the first one," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." I remember the first one. I remember a world before we had even had the first Assassin's Creed, so I know what that game is like. But for people who don't know, like, like describe the gameplay here. Like, I I don't know anything about the hero or what's going on. I mean, I just give us I like a quick, quick recap. I was going to get to that. Get okay. to that. I know. I know we're out of time. So, um, we're not out stop. of time. We got time. I'll stop being salty, but that's just want to get that out of the way. Fair. And I think a lot of the reviews are just like short sighted or, you know, their expectations are way too high. It's not going to be the game after Valhalla. You know, it, everybody told you that. Not Anyways. the next giant one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's 15 hours it takes to beat this game. That's what people are saying. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's a far cry <laughs> uh, from. You know, like Odyssey, my wife's playing Odyssey now. That's like a 100-hour experience to go from 100 to 15. Different different size, different expectations. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, uh-huh. and it tells the story of Basim, who is actually in another Assassin's Creed game. I forget which one. And so he was a character in the in the world. Oh, okay, I didn't I didn't realize he's already yeah. been in the game before. And so he is like the main character, so you kind of like learn his story. Again, it's almost like just straight-up side story. It's like, hey, here's the backstory of this person and what he went through. And what's interesting to me is it's that perfect story of like, or that perfect arc of he's just uh, a guy in this in the city. Some really bad stuff happens. Well, I won't spoil. He's kind of forced away, and then he joins up with the assassins, which you all you know know. But you watch his story of him like literally being not good at fighting, you know, and not able to handle himself. And you do some of those moves, you know, it's teaching you or whatever how to do all the moves. Yeah. And then it just shows a bunch of cutscenes with great music. I mean, beautiful orchestral music uh, and the mu- music and, you know, uh, instruments from that area. 
and it it shows you like him coming up into becoming an assassin. I just love that feeling because I feel like we always just like started as a badass, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. I was already in with that. It's a limited, um, you know, what's it called, weapon system. So there's some upgrading, but none of it's like crazy because they want to keep it simple. And then you know, it's third person. You run around. You you are very stealthy. You can definitely do combat. You definitely have to. There's very basic combat of like. Uh, Perry, which has a very, uh, what's it called? Generous window. So easy to do. Yes. You're not worried about that. Good, good. The dodge feels good. There's even a dodge roll. Okay. Ooh, all right. Um, there's a little bit of weirdness where when the mon- when the monster, when the bad guys uh, hit at you, it, they flash red if, if you can't block it. Yeah, yeah. That's a little, that timing's a little off. But in general, you are being stealthy most of the time. And when you get into combat, you're not too worried about it. Because, again, they're just trying to tell a story, which I try to re- reiterate to everybody who I'm salty about. This is not like it has to be a million features and mechanics. I guess, I guess I missed. I mean, again, I wasn't paying super close attention to this, but I guess I missed that. I mean, were they positioning it like as, hey, this is your um, tied you over until the next one or this is like the side story? Like, did they? sell it like that or were they kind of selling it just like another standard assassin's creed i don't know what the pr was like before launch do you do you know i mean i followed some of it and again lots of times just like cyberpunk and other things marketing is everything and if you kind of mess that up it it, it hurts but i think if anybody just with who's been playing games and you know just watch some of the marketing material around it not just the trailers but like i said the making of and um there's some behind the scenes dev diaries there was a lot, you know, they did like um, a stream and stuff. They all talked about it being a small, you know, mm. intimate experience that they interesting that a, a small team that wanted to make and tell the story, which, by the way, I'm learning so much about that city and about, you know, the people in that area. And I think that's what Assassin's Creed can do really well. Right. Remember, the historical aspect. The historical yeah. aspect. Do, the, I mean, do they have the uh, the historical tour mode in this game? There isn't. But you're basically doing that. You gotcha. know, I feel like when I open up, you know, I find pieces of paper, I'm reading them and I know it's going to be a shorter experience. So I'm going to learn a, a bunch. And it's also fucking beautiful. And the moving and the moving around the city and the traversing is actually better than Valhalla, um, which is, you know, one of the mainline games. So I just want to I'm finished assault and I'm going to say this is a very good game. It's a short experience. The nonlinearity doesn't really bother me because I enjoy being in this world. Sure. And if I have to do a bunch of little mini missions before another mission, they're kind of out of order. I don't care. You know what I mean? I just take each little story on its own. And I'm having a great time. It feels like a nice history lesson and a world to live in. And I really do care about Vasim and like how he can get back at some wrongs that were done to him, you know? So um, quick question, quick yeah. question. Um, so I, you know, I, I would be happy to give this a whirl. I haven't played Assassin's Creed since Odyssey, so it's been a while, but this to me, I'm not getting any like funny vibes or anything. This is a pretty straightforward, serious one. It's a very serious story, you know, and it's about a serious, you know, city and history. And again, it's, it's like those, like you said, the museum modes or whatever that, it just feels like a game like that where there's definitely action, but that's not the foreground thing. I think it's about telling a story, understanding the world. Two more things before we go. This is, I don't think was in any other game, but like you can get these tokens and you can kind of approach, uh, you know, bases and stuff uh, differently where I found a base and instead of fighting myself, I took the little token I earned 
and gave it to the rebels, and they went in first. Oh, really? So you had like uh, like like NPCs clear yes. out the base for you? Yeah, well, a ton of them. Like they were just taking out guards, and I was like, I don't think that's been in an AC game before. Interesting. No, I don't remember. I mean, I'm not the biggest AC fan, but I don't remember ever hearing about anything like that before. Which, by the way, Mister Skill Up, that's a new feature. Then. Uh oh. Uh oh. Shots called fired. Out. Shots fired. Um, I just get so mad at people that I appreciate their opinion of. You know what I mean? I yeah. get like, how can you think that when I think a lot of your stuff you say is great? It's worse when you're disappointed because you, you, you look up to somebody or you yeah. appreciate what they do. That that like burns more than just some schmuck off the internet. And the other thing, the pick pick pickpocket, which I can't say, mini game is very fun. It's just like simple, but it's fun. And I was like, I stole everybody's stuff. I'm <laughs> sorry. Even the poor people I took all the oh, things. Oh, man. Yeah, I was a bad person. Yikes. Um, and anyways, I like it a lot. I just want to say that real quick. Um, I think the reviewers have gotten it wrong and their expectations are too high. And I, I'm, I value this game. I think it's good. All right. Well, that's. Uh, I think you've given us a pretty good idea of what to expect. Um, like I said, I, this one, I heard of it. And of course, I knew of it. But it wasn't like anything I was really keeping an eye on. But now that I've heard your your two cents on it, I definitely feel like I've got the right expectations. And I got I to gotta be honest, like real talk. Hearing that it's 10 or 15 hours, I'm like, okay, cool. Yes, that that's a good thing to me because I don't need to pour 200 hours into every Assassin's Creed that right. comes down the pike, right? Right, like, and then yeah. the other g- games, what they did is they got into, like, leveling, remember? Like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. there's a guy oh, yeah. and he's level 19. No, 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 this is just, like, you can fight some guys if you want, and one one's stronger, you know what I mean? And there's, like, some blocking mechanic and stuff. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. So wow. check it out. I really like it. Check that out. Assassin's Creed Mirage. And that is going to do it for the show. Those are all the games we have this week. Um, Gosh, before we go, we have a couple of recommendations of non-game or game-adjacent stuff. Uh, You know, honestly, Carlos, I thought I had something, but I don't think I do. Do you have anything? I'll carry us. I got three things real quick. And then we're literally leaving Yeah. uh, before your computer melts down. I know, right? Um, Our Flag Means Death Season 2 started. Yes. I know you don't care for that show. No, no, no. Um, no we're going to come back to it because okay. I've had people constantly tell me about it. We're going to come back. No, it's, it gets so good. Um, and it's just, it's also honest. It's got heart and mm-hmm. not many shows have that. So I would definitely give it a chance. I'm watching season two. I love it. Um, I cannot, I cannot recommend this movie more, this next movie, than I, I could ever recommend a movie. Okay. Top recommendation. Although I need to lower expectations. I just said it too high. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Lower expectations, but it's also your top recommendation. Dude, that's like a... that's well, a. Well, because I just realized what we did with Assassin's Creed and people were like, oh, I'm so excited for a game. Okay. That's this like is a an very good movie. This is the best movie you ever seen, but it's not that great? It's one of my favorite things I've seen all year, but and it's the end of the year, but I don't know if you'll like it, so we'll see. Oh, geez. It's called Bottoms. Uh, it's not what you might think just by hearing that name. i don't know what you think i'm thinking mr filthy people, people say uh that's a term for things is i have no idea i don't okay. know anything about anyways that. bottoms it just means like people like at the bottom rung of society or like uh kids if they're in high school it's a high school thing and um it's uh from director emma seligman and she's made a lot of bunch of stuff called uh, what's it Shiva Baby I think and a bunch of other independent films. Okay. This is kind of like her newest thing and is literally uh, a work of art. So it, it it creates a world like a high school where these girls are at the bottom of kind of you know society or society of like the high school you know caste system or whatever right 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 they're like uh, outsiders. Sure. That's what that bottoms means. Okay. And so then they're trying to figure out what to do and how to like you know get get with people um they both the both main characters want to get with girls and they're trying to like get these hot cheerleader girls 
you know, and they're like, oh, but we're, we're not pretty enough. And so that's a really interesting dynamic. So wait, is this a lesbian story is what you're telling me? I mean, I guess, yes. Um, okay, I just, think, I just want clarification. I'm yeah, good. I think they might like both. I can't remember now. Right. Um, Either way, I'm in. I just wanted to, just, to know yeah, what we're talking about. Here. They're, ba- they're basically looking for these other girls they want to hook up with. So okay. long story short, they create a fight club. Um, uh, as you do. As you might do. Uh, that's all I'll say about it. They create a world, and this is why I'm so excited. It's like David Lynch, where all the world uh, that they created, Emma created, has its own rules. So it's over the top at times and insane and sometimes super grounded and real. And it just jumps back and forth between those two. Like, you know, like a David Lynch would be like, what's going on? I mean, uh, fantasy-based, socioeconomic, lesbian fight club. I mean, I'm sold. I'm in. It's it's everything, man. It's everything to me. And it's one of those movies where, like, I think I am going to watch it again, but I I wish I could watch it again for the first time. Ooh, wow. That's high praise. Yeah. So I cannot speak highly enough of this. It's fucking amazing. Go check it out. It's on rental, I think, everywhere. Um, And then Everything Now is also really fucking good. And it just got released on Netflix. Wait, what is? It's called Everything Now. Everything Now? Never heard of this one. Okay. So it's a girl who has problems with um, eating disorder. Okay. And she gets out of, uh, like therapy slash um an institution where she she started a fight club no she does not start a fight club damn it okay but she like wants to do everything like now like she wants to go live her life now but of course you know it's it's she takes it to extreme right um but it's got heart it's got comedy it's got drama um it's just it's freaking awesome as well i'm like so blown away that i found two things that are so good all right, those uh, are excellent, uh, excellent recommendations. I think I will add both of those to my list. I sounded so passionate. I just heard myself like how excited I was about both those. But <laughs> Bottoms is literally, yeah, one of my favorite things I've watched. All right, I'll go check the trailer out as soon as we wrap the show here. I'm going to okay. see what that's all about. And Sounds la- good. And lastly, to close the show, uh-huh. I just got back. I-, I had a dream about it, and I woke up, and I was like, I wonder if I can get it back again. I had lost my domain of my name, carlswoodella.com. There was I, another, somebody stole your somebody name? Stole it. Yeah, somebody stole it. Anyways, I woke up this morning and I go, I think I can get my website back. I went to the website domain thing. There it was. I purchased it. I have it. Wow. I didn't, I, number one, I didn't know you ever had that. Number two, I didn't know it was stolen. I had it for um, years. It wasn't stolen. I had it for years and it just like lapsed. It just went fallow. Yeah. And I didn't actually. pay for it and someone else bought it for some reason. They must have let it go and it's mine now. Well, never let it go. Hold it close. Hold well, it dear. I have a very specific plan that I, your computer hasn't broken down, so I will tell everybody about. And it's a, it's a tangent I wanted to go on. We don't have much time. But when we leave this mortal coil. Oh, Jesus. What? What, what did we do here, right? Yes. That's what I'm thinking a lot now, especially because I'm 100 years old. So <laughs> what am I doing on this website? And I think everybody should, and I'd like to make a website for everybody, but just go do it on your own, I guess. Time allowing, yes. Yes, is I'm going to archive what the fuck I did here. Okay. Because no one does. My dad did so much art, and it's all lost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people, everybody, you have friends who did things. My buddy Nick, you know, who passed recently, he did all this music. We're going to try to, like, put it up, obviously, on a new website and stuff. It's like, if you don't do it, it's like the new, like, um, gravestone. Right. 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 And if Virtual. you don't do it, no one's going to fucking do it for you. Right. You know, your Facebook just, just gets deleted. So I, I just felt that. And I was like, I need to put this down 
and then maybe other people could check it out and like maybe get inspired by some stuff you know who knows are you gonna pay for the domain for like a hundred years in the future so that no one oh, uh, nice. takes it i didn't think about that but yeah i think i will you're gonna have to prepay on that okay i will all right there you go good idea though at GoDaddy, probably, yeah. it's probably like 8.99 yeah well and fuck I'm GoDaddy. Not, they, you not, can get it somewhere else i know not, fuck I, don't those wanna, guys. I don't want to promote them anyways com. if you go there now it says coming soon Okay, or going soon, I guess. I don't oh, know. Oh, jeez. And that's a show. <laughs> All right, folks, the game portion of our show. Not soon. Okay, later. Yeah, going, going later. later. Going later. In 58 there you go. years. Going later. That's the name of the show. Going yeah. later. I'm going to write that down. What was I saying? Oh, end of the show. Of the show. Uh, man, what a day. What a day today has been. What a show this has this been. This podcast has gone all day. Oh, literally all day, and what a nightmare. Okay, anyway, folks, before we go, would love to ask you to leave reviews, share us on social media, and most important of all, please recommend us to your friends if you like what you heard. And if you don't like what you heard, let us know. Drop us a line. I'd love to get your opinion. Uh, also, your questions. Also, your comments. Uh, hit us up, sovitygamespodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up individually. Carlos, where are we sending your traffic this week? Glitch to the ground on TikTok. Check it out. And that is glitch through the ground, right? Glitch to the ground. That's what I usually do in video games. All right. As for me, um, a lot less on Twitter, a little bit more on Blue Sky, still on Instagram. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for episode 357. Thank you so much again for joining us here and for suffering through the technical wreck that this show has been. But they didn't suffer through anything. It's all seamless to them. I mean, I hope it's seamless. It's, boy, it is just such a nightmare to me right now. Hopefully you're going to work your magic, Carlos. I know you got I'm skills. Make it work, yeah. Skills with a Z. Make it work. Um, but let's hope for a smoother show next week, which is exactly when we'll see you. Next week. We'll see you next week. That's the ending. That's the ending.